Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We're a spiritual and spirited community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. We're very glad to see you here. I extend a special welcome to those of you visiting here this morning. If you have questions about Unitarian Universalism or about this congregation, please don't hesitate to ask the friendly people at the visitor table, and they will do their best to answer your questions. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in every person. So in the spirit of that heritage, I say, let us greet the holy in our midst by turning to the person to your right and left and welcoming them here this morning. Would you join me in saying the words by which we light the chalice, which is the symbol of our faith? Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Our call to worship this morning is from Anne Lamott's book, Bird by Bird, Some Instructions on Writing and Life, in which she says, I heard a preacher say recently that hope is a revolutionary patience. Hope begins in the dark. The stubborn hope that if you just show up and try to do the right thing, the dawn will come. You wait and watch and work. You don't give up. In this beautiful congregation, whenever we gather, whether it is Sunday morning or Wednesday evening or any other time during the week, there are people in that gathering with roots and practices in every major world religion and in neo-paganism and in secular humanism and atheism. We have a little bit of everything in terms of roots and practices, and yet we are all Unitarian Universalists. How does that work? Well, we have many things which hold us together at the center. One of those is a list of seven principles. I'll be talking about the sixth one today. And one of those is our mission, which this church wrote its own self. And then we wrote it on the wall, and we say it together every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. Our meditation reading this morning is also from Anne Lamott's book, to which I referred in the call to worship. Thirty years ago, my older brother, who was ten years old at the time, was trying to get a written report all done about birds that he'd had three months to write which was due the next day. We were out at our family cabin in Bolinas, and he was at the kitchen table close to tears, surrounded by binder paper and pencils and unopened books about birds, immobilized by the hugeness of the task ahead. Then my father sat down beside him, put his arm around my brother's shoulder and said, 
bird by bird, buddy. Just take it bird by bird. This is the time in our service when we become quiet. Our lives are so full. Our minds are so busy. We have many, many good things to do and many good things to think about, and we've got worries and fears as well. We hear about challenges and we get invitations and we try to just take it bird by bird. Being quiet for a moment helps strengthen us toward that. So let us breathe deeply together in an attitude of meditation and prayer, speaking to God as we understand God or listening or listening to our inner wisdom or just watching the breath come in and out of our bodies. Let us enter into what Ralph Waldo Emerson called the wise silence together. What I've been hearing from many of you in the past several months is that you're feeling pretty overwhelmed. We have lots of quotations about never giving up, Winston Churchill and Lamont. Wonderful people tell us, those who accomplish great things are those who keep going even when it's hopeless. Giving up is not an option, there's too much to be done. There's too much to be done. Our sixth principle is like that, overwhelming. It says that we as Unitarian Universalists affirm, that means agree to, and promote, that means get other people to agree to, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. That's really big. It makes a person think that the people who used to be the last principal, for a long time, many years, it was the last one. We only had six. And um, it was kind of like toward the end, you know, we're moving right now. We're in a process of moving to a different house. And so it's like the first loads are so organized. You know, it's like we're going to put this here. We're going to put that there. We're going to take this out first and blah, blah, blah. And by the end, you're just like, just put a big box and put everything in it. This principle strikes me that way. It's like, what's left? Oh, let's just take everything and put it in. So what do you do with a principle that big and unwieldy? Well, one of the things that I always advise is to add beginning in our homes and congregations to the end of the principle. So you have peace, liberty, and justice for all beginning in our homes and congregations. That doesn't help. There's a a funny short film on YouTube. You can find it. I put the link up on the church's Facebook page. There's a film called The Man Who Ate a Car. And it begins with him standing in his kitchen. Yeah, middle, like, 40s California guy. He said a car is just the sum of its parts, and a lot of the parts aren't that big. Just a couple of inches across. 75% of the Parts of an automobile are a couple of inches across and half an inch deep. That's the size of an Oreo cookie. 
And the parts that are too big, you just machine them down and smooth them out. You can eat the whole thing. There's an 83 Dotson, his sister's. Had a hundred-something thousand miles on it. He just thought, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to eat this car. Um, Most of us don't have time for a project like that, (laughs) even if we did have the inclination. We're busy making a living and raising our children and taking care of our parents and taking care of our own health and um, maintaining the relationships we choose, and it's very hard to find time and energy to do anything, much less make the world a better place. But our forebearer, Ralph Waldo Emerson, said, A successful life was to leave the world a better place, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know that even one life is breathed easier because you live. I love that. Or a redeemed social condition. Just, Just pick one and redeem it. Fix it. Not that big a deal. But I know the stories of many of the people in this room, and I know you all are working to make the world a better place by everything you do and by who you are. Lives have breathed easier because you have lived. When we take an asylum seeker into sanctuary, their life is completely transformed as are ours by partnering up with them. What will you be known for in the end? What will the elements of your legacy be? Those are fun things to think about. I, I keep going back to Emerson saying, a redeemed social condition, because Unitarians and Universalists have been doing that very thing all along. Unitarian Horace Mann organized the public school system. Universalist Clara Barton founded the Red Cross. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes was led by his liberal faith to a more inclusive interpretation of the law. Thomas Starr King, after whom one of our Unitarian Universalist seminaries is named in Berkeley, was inspired to fight the California legislature for continued land rights of Mexicans. Jane Hull founded the Hull House in Chicago and began the process of setting up ways to teach social work. Roger Baldwin was led to establish the American Civil Liberties Union. May Sarton wrote poetry, inspiring her readers with truth and beauty. Susan B. Anthony worked her whole adult life for women's suffrage. These giants are the ones on whom, on whose shoulders we stand. And we don't have to be giants. We just have to, you know, get it down to the size of an Oreo cookie and work on it little by little. So social action, political action, art are some of the ways we make the world a better place. And most of us do it by loving our family members, by teaching our children strong values of usefulness, tolerance, 
disagreement with curiosity and respect, kindness, wisdom, and love. We teach the children in the church. We care for our grandchildren. We cook for people and visit them when they need company. We make the world a better place by finding good friends and being a good friend, by trying to behave correctly, by trying to do the next right thing. But world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. We can barely make peace and liberty and justice all exist at the same time in our own households. So this principle is over large, and it sits there kind of parked in our driveway, like a car that needs work. Little by little, bird by bird, we are trying to live the faith The man who ate the car in the film, he says, this is a long-term activity. (laughs) Look, it took five years. I ate my first two lug nuts on December 30th, 1990. Finished the last piece of the clutch housing, February 14th, 1995. And yet, compared to a task of world peace, liberty, and justice for all... Uh, Eating a car sounds kind of doable. (laughs) But this principle tells us that we are global thinkers. That we are called, not just as individuals, thank goodness, but as a team, as a whole team of hundreds of thousands of Unitarian Universalists and other people who are um, thinking along the same lines, We are called as a group to hold this as our goal. This is what guides us, world community, with peace, liberty, and justice. So um, all we have to do is hold up a current policy or decision that we have to make and say, does this get us toward that goal or not? It's still not easy to figure it out. Sometimes you don't know what the next right thing to do is. That's okay. We don't know what the next right thing to do is. That's not a problem. That's just life. But we do know that we are not America firsters. We are called to not be America firsters by our religion. That doesn't fit our principles. And we don't say, I'm okay and my family's okay. Everybody else? On their own, they should take care of it. No, we're called to work toward liberty and justice and peace for everybody. Does this get us toward it or not? We have a big calling. And we are called with a big team to work with. So we get to rest sometimes, you know. We get to fall back from the forefront of the work sometimes, and we move back into the forefront of the work when we are called back in. We're we're able to trust that we are not the only ones upon whom this depends, because that would be crazy. Overwhelm burns us out, makes us cranky. When we can't get anywhere, we can't fix things, some of us get in despair. 
Some of us are familiar enough with being in struggle so that we know struggle is part of life and we continue to struggle. And just because we don't seem to be getting anywhere doesn't mean that we quit. We rest for a while and then we move back in. So uh, what I've learned about goal setting, everybody's read hundreds of little articles about setting goals. Um, They all say, break them into small pieces. They all say, um, make them tangible. Instead of saying, I'm going to be a, a powerful worker for justice like Barbara Jordan. I'm going to become Barbara Jordan. You just say, I'm going to... I'm going to write two letters today, and I'm going to write a check to a candidate of my choice. Or I'm going to think about running for office. Those are things that are, you either did them or you didn't do them. You don't say, I'm going to be a millionaire. You say, I'm going to save a certain proportion of my salary, if I can, every month. That's either you did it or you didn't. It's a tangible goal. One interesting article writer named Derek Sivers says that you shouldn't even say your goals out loud because that makes a chemical change happen in your body. So your body thinks that you did it already. I find that interesting. And goals should be attainable. Your small ones. So most of us are making the world a better place and most of us are Uh, living toward this goal of liberty and peace and justice for the whole world, for the world community, not just us, and then there's y'all. And if we want to know what that looks like, we can read the UN Universal Declaration of Human Rights. I don't know if any of y'all have read that. I read that again this week. And my goodness, it describes the world we want. It describes in detail. It takes eight pages on my computer. Step by step by step, here is the world we envision. Go read it. It's very inspiring. It describes exactly what we want from this principle. It makes it seem not so general and unattainable. Like, can we make free education? Yes, we can. So a good large measuring stick can help us see whether we are going in the direction we want to go. And so let's take that principle little by little and just set ourselves goals, little by little goals, y'all. I've said before, just focus on two things, two things. Otherwise, we just get overwhelmed and, and we can't move anymore. Make your phone calls. Rest for a day if you don't feel you can. Make phone calls. Write your letters, write your checks. This is how it's done. So, I would say Oreo cookies are fun to think about. I don't personally like eating them, so. I say I'm going to make things the size of one of those little Gouda cheese things that's covered in red wax. (laughs) I like that better. But whatever little thing you like, think about breaking it into pieces like that and then accomplishing. And if you don't accomplish, it's okay. Just rest.
and then try again. And I even recommend trying every other day. Every other day, because my people, we're tired. We're tired. And doing it by rote, doing it without heart, doesn't do it. Replenish yourselves, nourish your souls, and nourish just one other person's soul every other day. Will you say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice? We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at www.austinuu.org.